I, I didn't play music for a handful of years. And it was like, I, I wasn't going to find another drummer or bass player. I mean, that could, could do what I, what we were doing. And if I, it was, only, if I did, it would be really hard. And so uh, me and my guitar, my guitar player and I, we kept on doing our songs a little bit acoustically, but never gigged or anything. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I started messing with, with lyrics a little differently. And what is up? Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate, folks. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, we have none other than Renaissance Manson in the building, and your guess is as good as mine. I do not know who he is. He's a man of mystery, but uh, you can hear some of his jingles in the background. Definitely uh, a lyrical uh, expert and uh, has some pretty good tunes. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring in the man of mystery. How are we doing? How's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing, man? Not too bad. A pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, For sure. And uh, yeah, so Renaissance Manson, uh, based out of uh, the West Coast, um, a man of mystery, and we're going to keep it that way. And uh, so tell us a, a little bit about Renaissance Manson, what got started, uh, how you got started, and uh, what, you know, first of all, where did the name come from? Uh, I actually tried to be Renaissance man in the beginning because that kind of describes uh, my style. I do a lot. I could do a, I do a lot of different styles and a lot of different um, types of things. So that was like a you know Renaissance man is a person who can kind of do a little bit of everything, good at a lot of different things. Uh, then I realized there's like probably a hundred Renaissance mans out there, and there was no way you were gonna find me in that sea of of, of those guys. I, I so I I actually started my Instagram at Renaissance Manson just because there wasn't a whole bunch of Renaissance mans. And then I said, I might as well just go full bore with the Renaissance Manson name. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of where the name came from. Uh, you know, Charlie Manson. Uh, I, I was actually reading a lot of in L.A. There was a lot of articles right about the time I started the project about uh, the 50th anniversary of the Manson murders. Uh, so as I was sitting there, it was like, oh, Renaissance Manson would be pretty cool as well. And then I ended up with it, you know, a little bit after that. Yeah, I dig it. So I wasn't sure, like you said, uh you know, Manson or uh, Marilyn Manson, because uh, some of the, the songs are, are a little bit dark. Um, you know, you get a dark vibe off of them. Um, so, you know, that's where my mind instantly went to was Charles Manson or Marilyn Manson with the Renaissance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a unique story um, and some unique music. Uh, so how would you describe your music to, I mean, I and I have a hard time describing uh, your style of music as well. So I'm going to let you take the reins on that and let the, let the listeners know what, how would you describe your music? Yeah, I, I think lyrically, it's kind of, I used to be in, in in like punk and heavy metal bands where it was more about the music. And this new project I'm on, uh, this Renaissance Manson stuff, is really about the lyrics, less about the music. Even though my music, I'm really proud of what I'm doing. And I think it's really good as well. A little more simple, simplified than what I used to do. Uh, simplified version of what I used to do. Um, but so I would say if you're going to start, if you're going to say it's a lyrically based uh, pro a project it's horrorcore because the lyrics go like to all these different dark places like you said okay uh, tell, tell these crazy stories of like you know um usually I, most of my songs are storytelling in a sense i just start with the first line and see where it goes from there and sometimes i end up with a hundred great lines in a row that make a song you know um it's kind of like stream of conscious or train of thought uh type thing okay. so but then uh when the music when it comes to the music i just write uh, you know whatever comes out i mean 
some of my songs are, are classical feeling. Some are, you know, hip hop style. Uh, a couple of my songs are straight rock songs. One of my newest songs called I Don't Give a Shit has a, if you listen to it, it changes styles as it, like the first verse is, is reggae. The second verse is ska. The third verse is like a lullaby. The fifth verse is a punk verse. Um, so it's like I literally put five styles in one song for that song. So it's kind of um, kind of interesting. And like I meant, I think I mentioned to you, my the song I'm working on right at the moment is an industrial metal song. Yeah. But I mean, um, I'm a rap project, but at the same time, I'm an old punk heavy metal kid that that's making rap now. You know. So it's uh, you know essentially you're uh, combining uh, all your favorite genres, you know, kind of into one. Um, so yeah. I dig it. Um, you know, now we just got of uh, you know you you recently started the project up, um, you know, and and just kind of getting you some exposure and and getting the tunes out there. Um, Definitely. You know, so <clears throat> you know for the folks uh, watching, I have the link tree uh, for Renaissance Manson below, so you can check him out there. Um, so the folks that are listening on the podcast, where could we find uh, some information about Renaissance Manson? Um, so my Instagram is, is the, the only thing I wish I would, I wish I could do TikTok and, and all that others. I don't do Twitter. I, I mean, I really am a, a technophobe in a sense. I don't like technology that much. Um, I got started on Instagram and luckily I was able to like, not only get a hold of it, but actually enjoy what, I, what, what I'm doing. Um, so I do that and I do it well, I think, but at the, that's all I got for info. Um, but I'm musically, I'm on YouTube. I, my Instagram, though, if you check it out, it's, I think it's. I'm really proud of what I'm doing. I got a lot of crazy ass posts um, that you might trip you out if you check them out. Um, but uh, music, uh, you know, YouTube is what I listen to mainly. But I got Spotify as well. I hear myself and other things on Spotify. I'm on all the the Apple Music's and all that stuff. So uh, I think the only thing I'm not on is SoundCloud. Otherwise, uh, I think you're, you'd find me. Okay. Awesome. Yep. I just want the, you know, the listeners to be able to find you. Uh, that way they can go tune into some of your music and jam out such as I have. Um, Definitely. You know, so what, uh, and, and I know there's a lot of bands out there, you know, kind of like Slipknot and, uh, you know, things like that, that wear masks. And I'm yeah. always curious, uh, you know, why, as to why, um, you know, some of them may be shrouded in mystery. Do you want to give us a, a little hint at maybe why you're shrouded in mystery? Uh, my the main reason my, I mean my manager came up with the idea, and uh, you know I have a profession uh, that that I work with you know uh, <laughs> I work with kids, so um, don't don't want kids you know the kids that I work with ending up you know hearing True. their you know the guy that they work with you know uh, uh, you know the music and it's all of a sudden you you don't you can never uh, think of him or look at him the same again you know <laughs> all, right. all right so that, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Fair point. Um, I know, you know, I just, I, I, I'm always curious. Um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I hate, you know, you know, just trying to perform with it. I can only imagine like Slipknot, you know, doing an hour set within a mask and yeah. Um, so yeah. that's just kind of uh, something that's always intrigued me and, and kind of, uh, you know, I've always wondered why, you know, even Hollywood Undead started with the masks and, uh, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a West coast thing or, you know, kind of, <laughs> a, you know, um, you know, you're, you're a huge, you know, I don't know if you're, you're pretty much an underground artist, I would say. Yeah. Um, yes. And you know, a lot of underground artists kind of wear the mask and, you know, they have that persona per se. So yeah, we got that cleared up. Perfect. answer. Okay. Um, so yeah. now we know why you wear it and we can all respect that, um, you know, to keep the, uh, you know, work and. Uh, Two separate people. Yeah, for sure. Right. There's, there's a me and there's the Renaissance man. for sure. Right. <laughs> and uh, so where do you, you know, with the several songs that you've, uh, you know, made so far, where do you want to, 
What are your plans? What are your goals, uh, say, in the next year or so with uh, Renaissance Manson? Well, so the, the first EP was kind of like a, a really raw, I mean, really like I, I did a whole bunch of different things. The second EP has a, a trap horrorcore kind of feel, like a little bit trap uh, trap beats and then also a couple other songs. Then the third EP that's already written and I'm, I'm working on after this, this industrial metal song I'm working on is the first song of the fourth EP. And that EP is a metal, like a metal hardcore, hardcore metal slash hardcore metal uh, type album. The third EP I'm working on though right now is actually more of a melodic punk or, or uh, pop punk style, somewhat. So it's uh it's kind of I kind of do I'm not only do I do everything I'm also making EPs that are different each time. Um, so the next EP I'm, I think the next EP has some hits on it like literally like some of these pop style hits that are, that are on that EP that have punk you know um punk you basically are punk songs that are just trans translated to hip-hop a little bit and 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 uh i think some of those songs are the best songs i've written that are coming out this year um and, and the guitar parts my guitar part uh player already laid down the guitar parts for it i just got to build around his guitar part and lay down the vocals um then after that is my my metal type hard my hardcore slash metal type ep and and there's always a rap a rap song in the involved in these ones as well even though they're not as much rap um and and then I probably will come back to rap. Actually, I'll probably drop a, a, a little uh, early years type Renaissance Manson where I, I dropped some a handful of songs off of my first band, um, which was a progressive punk band, um, like a little bit of Descendants or Coheed and Cambria style um, right. okay. band. Um, so yeah, I, I got like if you if you think about all of that, I'm making a different style EP every time. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm doing. Yeah, not and, on purpose. It's just the way I write. I just written so many different types of things. Right. And, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, a person that loves all genres of music, I can respect that. I like the, um, you know, when, uh, you know, rap and kind of country came around, they used to, they, they were calling it hip hop, um, you know, and that was, you know, that has since blown up. And then, you know, you got, uh, you know, rap and metal and there's just so many things that are combining that are making phenomenal music. Um, you know, there's no limit. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, such as we see in your songs, you know, you have so many different genres uh, based and, and you write, like you said, uh, you know, multiple genres, um, you know, and, and what kind of uh, push you, you know, as you stated, you were you you were in uh, bands previously, you know, primarily punk in that. So what made you kind of transition into this role or this uh, direction with your music? Um. I lost, well, the, with the band thing, I had a, a great band, a band I probably couldn't top. Uh, and the, the, they all had kids, basically, including myself. But uh, the, the drummer had to drop out. The bass player had to drop out. Me and, and, and it's like I, I didn't play music for a handful of years. And it was like I, I wasn't going to find another drummer or a bass player, I mean, that could, could do what, I, what we were doing. And if I, it was, if I did, it would be really hard. And, so uh, me and my guitar, my guitar player and I, we kept on doing our songs a little bit acoustically, but never gigged or anything. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I started messing with with lyrics a little differently. Um, I always wrote like lyrics, like to, like like you said, punk songs or or pop song, pop punk songs or whatever. A lot of emo stuff. Most of my songs were about girls, straight up, up until <laughs> up until this project. Um, and and then I started like switching to this rap style, the way I played with the words differently. I love playing with words. I mean, that's my main thing. It just was always in, in a rock setting before. Um, but yeah, yeah. So now I'm playing with words in more of a, a rap setting. And then when I started to let go the first couple of times, I was like writing some really dark, like, like 
bad shit, you know, and, 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 but it was good. And I was like, well, shit, I might, might be onto something. Let me keep on, keep on rolling with this. And then I started thinking about hip hop and, and rap music itself and trying to put my, my a hip hop and rap twist or maybe choosing different instruments on the MIDI, on the Logic Pro that weren't the, the distorted guitar and the bass and the straight up drums. And, and if you, if you listen closely, I think you'll see that my music is still like a punk style music but just with all these hip-hop style instruments or hip-hop uh nods too so it's hard to explain it was all about the words i switched the words up and the words all of a sudden became rap style and then i just went with that but um the words are before like i said i wrote love songs like in a, in a pop punk emo punk or emo uh style and all of a sudden if you listen to my stuff now you would never know that because i wrote these i write these really dark like wicked uh horrorcore type stories so yeah, I would. I guess have, I, just I had a change. That, so. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's crazy. I, even I think it's like most of my people that know me that most people don't know this project are me. I haven't told anybody hardly. Uh, it's me, but or okay. they don't know about it. But um, the ones that do, they just like they 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 trip on it. You know, like how how the hell did this happen? But and I definitely could see. Um, you know, you said horrorcore. Um, now that you you're talking a little more, and I, you know, I'm I'm replaying some of the lyrics in my mind. Um, uh-huh. You can almost get an Ice Nine, uh, Ice Nine Kills vibe. Um, cool, you know, with kind of their horror. You know, um, they're a little bit, they're a lot heavier. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, as far as like the lyrics and stuff like that are, are kind of you know similar. So, um, and do you do you mix? Do you do all the work yourself, other than the guitars, or or how does that happen? Yeah, no, I I play all the music on a MIDI, and I I just use different. I even lay down the drum tracks with my fingers on the on the drum pads uh, on the MIDI pad. Um, if it comes to guitar, I, I usually write the part, but my guitar player who's still with me from my old man, like, you know, plays the part for me because he, he plays it as a guitar player would. I, I'm a makeshift amateurish guitar player. I write good music on the guitar, but I don't play all that well. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I write it all. Uh, I play it all except for the guitar parts that I wrote. And then I mix it all and level it all on the MIDI uh, on, the, on the Logic Pro program. And then I gave it to my guy. His name is Jalen. Uh, he's at in Jalen We Trust. He's the one who actually like it sounds cool when you hear our version, my finished version with my guitar player. Then when he gets a hold of it, all of a sudden it sounds like you know what you're hearing on YouTube or the radio. He makes it legit, uh, pumps it up, mixes. Uh, it's already mixed. I shouldn't say mixes it, but makes tweaks to it that make it even way more legit than the, what we had, and then also masters it, and and then it's ready to go. So yeah, I do most of it, but then I have a guy who like makes it legit for me. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to just do a quick overview of, uh, the singles and the, uh, album you have out as of now. Uh, cool. so you have Rosalano drive, uh, you have fried on the sidewalk and then your self-titled, uh, EP. So, um, you can find those on Spotify, um, YouTube, um, you can find Renaissance Manson on, uh, IG as well. Um, so definitely check him out. And, uh, as you said, you have another EP that's kind of dropping, uh, coming in the future um do you plan on doing like any tours or any any local shows or so yeah i have a um i have a show one show of mine uh uh, the mint i've only had one show so far and i have another show at a club called the mint in like uh, on the the melrose area um that's june 29th but i'm also working on a show for the uh a tour uh some of the guys from the trenches uh, o dreamer and uh um uh, the Unforgiven, the guys who are tomorrow, they're coming. Uh, I think they're coming to play some shows and I'm trying to get us a gig in LA where I'm at and I'll jump on with them in that gig. And I'm um, looking forward to, you know, the trenches are a big part of what I'm doing right now. Um want to give a shout out to them. Uh, Bleach Boy, O-Dreamer, 
X Dish. I got a whole bunch of guys in there. I mean, there's there's got to be like 50 of us at least, maybe more. Um, and so like we're kind of working together, and that's one thing I'm really trying to make happen for us. Um, and, and then after that, I want to get gigs. You know, it's kind of funny. I almost had one gig, and then they heard a few more songs than the original ones they heard. Switch, uh, switched it out because they were like, oh, you were going to be on alternative night. And then we heard these songs and realized you should, you're not a good fit, <laughs> okay. you know? So, um, yeah, so I want more shows. I love, I, I want tours, but, uh, just got to find the gigs, uh, and, and, you know, make them happen, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, I think with, um, you know, Oh Dreamer, uh, the Unforgiven, I mean, that's phenomenal music by all, all of you. Uh, I think For that'd sure. be, you know, a pretty kick-ass lineup to have all three kind of in one room, uh, or one stage and, and just have a show to rock out that night. Um, because all three of you are <clears throat> unique in your own way and kind of have your, your sub genres and, and the way your style of music. So um, not one of you are alike. So it kind of be, you know, it'd just be kind of cool to see, you know, how the lineup would go and uh, you know, all the different varieties and, and things like that. I've been to some shows like that. There were some of the better shows I've been to because, yeah, you get hit with a whole bunch of different stuff. Now, I didn't think about it that way, but when after you said that, it's like, yeah, I was thinking a couple of shows in my head that were like, yeah, I remember I remember that happening and it was awesome, you know. So hopefully that's the way it comes across, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know uh, the Whiskey Go-Go is huge out there. So, that I mean, that'd be pretty epic. I, I know a lot of people want to play that. Um, yeah, you know, so- I, I played a, I played the, in my one of my old bands. I played the Whiskey and the Roxy in a band called the Euthanasia. It was a reggae okay. punk band or uh, – Oh man, I was a you know uh, the Doors are are Jim Morrison's one of my biggest influences. I mean, I go okay. back to classic rock as a little as a little kid. Um, Danzig is also one of my biggest influences. Mike Patton's also one of my biggest influences. Um, but yeah, when I was playing on the whiskey, I went to UCLA for college because Jim Morrison went went to UCLA for college. The Doors were you know that's why how I chose the college that I went to. So um, when I played the whiskey, obviously I was like I'm, I'm literally playing on the stage where Jim Morrison and the Doors played. Um, that was one of the highlights of my life. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's kind of like the grand old Opry of the West coast, uh, per se, uh, For sure. you know, so, and I see a lot of, you know, artists now that are playing in, you know, playing at the whiskey go-go and the Roxy. And it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's a super popular, uh, gig that you want to play. It's, it just has that, um, kind of like the rainbow bar, you know, with Remy and that, Definitely. you know, back in the day, it has that stigma or that has that, um, the lust that you want to play it because of, you know, like you said, the doors and just so many yeah. phenomenal acts have, um, you know, played there. So, for sure, um, for sure. and that was my next question. Who, who were you influenced kind of by? So, uh, you brought that up now on the, um, are you any rap influences or if so, who? For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm from Fresno, but I mean, I spent a lot of time in the Bay area. So I do like uh, some Bay area rap. I mean, too short. I like too short, but I definitely like Andre Nicotina. I like Mac Dre. Uh, I like Del the Funky Homo Sapien. But, you know, I'm big on KRS-One, Rakim, uh, Eminem, Logic. You know, I have a, I have it's it's funny because I started out with classical rock, went to went to heavy metal, went to punk rock, then went to college and started hearing. I got my degree in music history. So I started like hearing everything from from classical music up to every up to today's music. Um, kind of, you know, three years of hearing the history of music, basically. So that changed everything for me and what I did from that point on. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, but rap was always, you know, was always like the constant as well, right alongside of all that stuff. Like I was always getting the, the, you know, I had NWA was one of the first things as a kid that I got, uh, you know, even though I probably shouldn't have got it, right. um, I see, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, uh, 
yeah, so so it's funny. It's not like rap was a brand new thing for me. I just never actually tried to put it to the microphone before. And and when I did, that first night, it was like a make or break. I When I said, let's try this to my buddy, it was like, you know, this may not work. And if it wouldn't have worked, we probably would have never tried it again. And we caught fire for basically Architect. If you hear my song, Architect Narcolip, um, the first half of it, Architect, uh, is the first night I ever tried to rap. And we saved that and, and used it in the song. Okay. So nice. it was like, damn this is pretty good let's keep it rolling and then here we are like three years later getting better and better with each song i think and uh and, and then now also coming back to our rock roots uh, a lot of songs i've had that just never used are, are getting put to use which is amazing because i love these songs just never thought i'd get get around to doing them so I'm, right. I'm happy about this and i'm excited you know as you know as i listen to you know the self-titled ep just to see what you come out with in the future because um definitely a lot of talent uh you know for sure and it's uh I just want to see where you take it. Um, there's so many avenues that you can take it all good avenues, but, um, you know, I just like the, I like the, you know, the mashups, um, yeah. you know, and we have a, uh, they used to do, I don't know if they do it here anymore or not at the local radio station because who listens to radio anymore. Right. But, um, it's called, it was called the scratch and sniff show and it's where they right. combined rock and rap, you know, so it'd be like, you know, they mash it up and I, I fell in love with that and, Hell, I was younger. I was still in high school when that show was around. So I don't even know if it's still around. But if it is, um, definitely check it out. For know, sure. Scratch and sniff, um, and they mash everything up. And primarily, I grew up in a small farm town, so I grew up, you know, country. Uh, probably uh -huh. not country as country could be, but uh, pretty country. And, you know, Fresno's uh, a little country, too, where I'm from. It's a little town in California. But, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you, definitely. You know, so I got the, you know, mo you know a lot of country um, influences. But at the same time, my dad was a you know, a big rocker, you know, heavy metal, Pantera, Megadeth, Ted Nugent, yeah. you know, all nice. the, you know, Bob Seger, yeah, all the, the, big all the old yeah. Um, you know, so I had that both, you know, both sides. And, and it was so, I remember when hip hop came out and it was so crazy to so many people out there, almost like they couldn't fathom it. Like, Oh, who's going to play country and rap together. That's stupid. That's like, it doesn't go together, you know, type of deal. And yeah. now it's just like, it's blown up. For sure, yeah. Uh, you know, you got Jelly Roll, you know, primarily started out with country kind of rap, and he's playing huge festivals now. And it's just, yeah. it's it's cool to see things evolve that um, you kind of were in the beginning or you were around for in the beginning that people said, oh, this isn't going to work or this is stupid or, you know, who wants to listen to this garbage, you know, and like yeah. Big Smo and artists like that that have actually, um, you know, kind of created that and you know, Colt Ford is another big one that kind of helped create that and, and brought that to the forefront. So, um, you know, op opposite of that, you're doing kind of rock, punk, emo, and rap together um, yeah. versus the country. So, um, and, you know, we all, we have to put everything in a subgenre. So, um, I mean, you'll have it's your own subgenre right? at some point. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully one day, you know, you know, and that's, that's the funniest thing I might be doing is the thing that's coming out next is a, a cover is, Kind of we're using the gummy bear song beat you probably don't know that song unless you have kids but if you do have kids you, you i'm sure you know it um uh bleach boy and i like put a, a a collab together over the gummy bear song beat um and i i'm really proud of it i mean it's gonna be hella funny it's, it, I get, it's pretty pretty sick too um so that should be coming out like in the next few couple weeks um and and that's what you made me think of with that it's like yeah we're like we're our next song is a, a gummy bear the gummy bear song you know my okay. my, my eight-year-old and five-year-old son love that song and then when they hear my version that I made with Bleach Boy, they're like cracking up because I, I I did some funny parts to 
copied the way they sang and sang it, and, but obviously with a few different words that my son shouldn't be listening. My son shouldn't be hearing my music, really, and they do all the time, which is sad. But right. um, that, that's part of the deal, you know. When you said country, I, I always think of the red-headed stranger, Willie Nelson, man. That, that album's my favorite. Uh, you know, top 10 albums, not just country, like of all time. I can hear that album nonstop, you know. So, I mean, I, yeah, once again, like I knew country, uh, and not a whole lot of, I mean, I knew my country. My dad had a George Strait greatest hits growing up. We had some some Judds and Bonnie Raitt in the CD collection growing up. Um, but uh, uh, obviously when I went to college and got my degree in music history, we, uh, there was my there was the country stuff too. Obviously when, when you have your degree in music history, they don't leave out any style, you know what I mean? So like I hit on, uh, and it's not like I walked away not liking all the styles. I walked away liking every style because I had good professors that showed you what each style was about and why, you know, where it came from. And after you learn the history and, and kind of walk your way through it, you can appreciate every style of music is true. And uh, so uh, um, that's the one as an artist, that's why you have, I'm sure you have a hard time putting me in a pocket. And I think most people do. It's only because I'm influenced and, and I, I, it's all in my head. The, the main reason I got that degree wasn't to teach or, or remember the facts of it, it was just to fill my head with sounds that hopefully would come out one day after I, I studied it all, you know, and so my sounds that I wrote would be, you know, different or, and maybe I was going for superior in a sense. Maybe I'm not to, maybe to some people I'm maybe one of the worst they've heard, but hopefully to some people I'm one of the best they've heard, you know, and if it, the people that say that it's probably because I spent six years at UCLA learning about the history of music, you know, yeah, and who likes UCLA, right? You know, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I think it would be really cool to see, uh, like, just see what, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, uh, and now I'm thinking out loud with it, um, just the, you know, from listening to you, I think it'd be cool to, you know, just do a cover of a uh, rock song with the rap beat and, and how you kind of spit or how you kind of sing. Um, I yeah. think that would kind of come together and just, um, you know, covers are, are big now. So I, I, I'm not saying go do a cover, but I would just be interested to see what, how you would come up with that and what, what it would sound like in the end. So for sure. No, that would, that would be, fun. I mean, I have so many ideas and, and that would be totally fun. You know, the only, the only thing about, I get to meet with my partner once a week. Uh, the logic is at his house, my guitar player. And, uh, I know some of my trenches guys, they probably get to work on their stuff seven days a week. And I'm jealous of that. You know, I get to work on my partner once a week. If I didn't have a wife and kids, I might go over to my buddies a few times a week, but you know, okay. got, got happy, happy wife, happy life kind of thing. You know, it's like, yeah. you want to, you know, I, I, I got kids to raise and stuff to take care of. So I get away with a good five, six hour night. Um, so yeah, if I had more time, uh, I, either that or stuff like that's just going to take a few years to get to, but Right. Um, once, once a week is a happy medium and I still get to keep my life intact and, and, uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just want to get to get more and more stuff, but then I'm a perfectionist and these songs, like they take me like six, seven, eight weeks to write because I'm trying to get the music exactly right. And I, I take the, the last song, I, the, the gummy bear song that's about to come out. We kept, uh, take number 58. So yeah, I, for one wow. night I did 58 <laughs> tries of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's kind of that's kind of where it's at. You know, I get one night to like, but I wish I could knock three songs out in one night, but I knock like a half a song out in one night. Cause I'm doing 58 takes trying to get it even better. So that, that's where I'm at, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, 58 takes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be banging my head on the wall. Like, damn it. Come on. Like just, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty OCD uh, myself. Like uh, you yeah. know, the, the podcast, I can't, um, I can't go back and listen to them because I critique myself to it. Like, like 
to a point where that. it's unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like, I get that. Oh, you know, I'll count how many si- how many times I said um or like you know silence or I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I'm not. I'm gonna. I you know someone edits for me. I don't listen to it as long as it sounds good. As long as I'm somewhat funny and it, it's presentable, put it up. Um, definitely. Other definitely. than that, I don't want to hear it because I'm going to pick it apart. So I, I'm, I'm like you though. It's like autopilot is where I work best. If I sit down and try to write a song, that song is usually not very good at all. But if I just kind of like say I'm just going to go for it and see what comes out, then that's when my good stuff comes out. Definitely. Yeah, and, and that's you know kind of why I do the show the way I do. Uh, one, I hate the the normal Q and A because every artist has had the same question five hundred times. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, I'm sure it's boring for them. Uh, it's boring for me, and I work best free flowing. You know, not following a script or you know, just essentially having the artist on and, and like you and I are doing, shooting the shit and talking. Yeah. You know, learning about your music uh, and vice versa. So, yeah, I, I understand working. You know, the free flow for sure. So much less stress, but um, you know. I, you have way more stress than me when you have to edit and you, I mean, you have no choice. You have to listen to it and you listen to your last one 58 times. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and the thing, but yeah, there was a number 20 something was good and there was a, a 42 and 43 that were good. But in the end, I'm glad I kept going because 58 was even better than the ones that were good, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, that's just like you said, the OCD kind of, kind of thing. Um, but I guess it's good because it makes my music uh, uh, perfect in a sense. I, I wish I could stop, but, you know, I, I, I keep on, I th- I'm sure that I think we probably did 10 more after 58 just to make sure I couldn't be 58. <laughs> so right. that's kind of, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah, that uh, reminds me like when I do some beard oils, I'm like, you know, when I first started uh, creating, it was like 30, 40 times. And you know, I just, I don't, it's sad to say I've threw some against the wall. Cause I'm like, just, you know what, trying to come up with this scent. I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. Like, you know, you just get so stressed out over it. But um, when's uh, when's the Gummy Bear song drop? Um, do you have an official date or just kind of keep a lookout for it on uh, Spotify, YouTube? The official date? Um, well, it's this by this Sunday, my guy should be done with it. I sent it to him. He sent it back. I, I gave him a few more ideas like on what we can make a little bit better. And that's what's going on right now. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said by the Sunday, he said either he's going to get it, send it to me and it'll be good. Or if it's not good, I, I'll come by and we'll work it out together on his couch. And, uh, and then it, by Sunday, I'm going to send it to bleach boy. He's the one that knows how to like get it all set up for the Spotify drops and all that stuff. And, uh, Oh man. Yeah. Like I said, you're, it's going to make you laugh. And then the words are going to also make you like, Whoa, shit. And, and the beat's going to make you want to dance. So it's kind of got a little bit of, uh, it's like you said, the, these covers now are the biggest hits, just like movies too. Every movie you see is a movie that's been already done. It's just being redone. Um, so that's yeah. kind of, you know, that that's where society is at. I think like they just want to hear something they know, you know, and bop their head to it because they already know it as opposed to like hearing something completely original and different, which is kind of what I do. And that kind of like shoots me in the foot a little bit. But then again, some of the best acts, the biggest acts were those crazy original different. Uh, I think uh, it's funny. I'm a little Richard fan, man. That dude was crazy and different. And look at how he like shocked the world. You know what I mean? Uh, um, James Brown was crazy and different, but look at he like changed everything. You know what I mean? Uh, right. So it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be one of those here and there. And I'm hoping that that'll be me. You know what I mean? Awesome. So um, we're getting ready to wrap it up. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, any final words for the fans out there? No, man. I mean, I, I appreciate you and having me on this. You know, I, I want to shout out the trenches. I want to shout out Renaissance Manson. O Dreamer got me this gig. Uh, my guys, the Unforgiven, are tomorrow. 
um, just please check out my music and give it give it a chance. You know, you, if you have a certain genre, like you said, you might right away want to change, uh, turn it off, flip it to the next song, and that might be your genre. Or if that's not it, try the next one, and that one probably, you know. And uh, But in the end, if you hear the words, I think my words are like, you know, second to none. And if you look at my Instagram page, I think my posts are really fucking crazy, and they'll trip you the fuck out if you check them out. So uh, that's, where, that's where it's at, man. Thank you, Donnie. I appreciate it. And it definitely flows, uh, your lyrics. And uh, folks, I hope we were able to uh, pleasure your ear holes just a bit, make them a little bit moist. And uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. And keep it sloppy, all right? Cool. Thanks, Donnie.